Welcome to episode 27 of the Sports Talk with Hunter. We're going to talk about a lot today, guys, so let's hop right in. First, we're going to address something that happened last week, which was Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. There's been this whole discussion ever since the rumors came out two weeks ago, really, that this could potentially happen with realignment. So, yeah, we don't know what the Big 12 is going to look like. Is this the beginning of super conferences? We don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the the conferences. So there was a process that kind of happened in order for Oklahoma and Texas to be able to join the SEC in 2025. And so all this stuff happened last week. And it started on Monday when both schools in a joint announcement – announced that they they weren't going to renew their Big 12 media rights, which expired in 2025. So that was the kind of the first thing to kind of let us know that, okay, this is real. And then it followed up on that Tuesday with Texas and Oklahoma making a request to join the SEC starting on July 1st, 2025. And now you're asking why 2025? Well, that's because their media rights expire. And if they... Leap before then, I heard like up to seventy to seventy-five to eighty million dollar fee for both schools, and I'm not sure if they want to pay that. And then on Thursday, the presidents and chancellors of the SEC unanimously voted to extend invitations for Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. So that then basically kind of made it official and then last friday the texas and ou board of regents formally accepted the invitation to join the sec so that's where we are that's how the process went down it it, it moved very quickly uh yeah it moved very quickly and i think for the big 12 you know you lose your especially in football you lose your two biggest uh, revenue in terms of making money. Texas and Oklahoma are the two big schools for football in the SEC. I mean, in the Big 12. And I think also it makes it interesting to move to the SEC with tougher competition. Uh, for Oklahoma, they were running through the Big 12. I think they've won like the past six Big 12 championships for football. So they're thinking it, it's time for us to go and play some tougher competition. We'll we'll get to see Texas and Texas A&M play, have that rivalry renewed. And so it's going to be very exciting to see how all this kind of works its way out. Will Texas be able and Oklahoma be able to leave early? That's where they get lawyers involved and that could get very messy. And so just interesting how that how all the dominoes fall as we go into twenty twenty one, which is gonna be interesting um to see how how this plays out with with the other schools knowing that they're leaving the conference in four years and potentially earlier and yeah, I think that this is definitely a gut punch to the Big 12, for sure. Who was coming off pretty high, concerning 
Baylor won a national championship in basketball. So, I mean, it's kind of a gut punch for the Big 12. But you have to just see how things move forward. We're going to get into some NBA free agency now. Free agency, it was a very good free agency for a lot of teams, uh, especially right here in Chicago with the Bulls getting Lonzo Ball via sign and trade. DeMar DeRozan, uh, another sign and trade, getting Alex Caruso to Chicago on a four-year deal. And so you look at the Bulls have put together a really nice team. A team that people can watch, a people, a team where people will actually actually know the names of most of the players, and just kind of shows how management matters. Management matters. The new management comes in, and really, in their first free agency, they hit some splashes, and the Bulls are. The Bulls probably they're going to be a playoff team, and it'll just be interesting to see what how what other moves they make in the future, because right now they position themselves well to maybe acquire other guys as well to kind of get them a championship contending team. I, I think they a few more moves. I think in a few years we could be talking about them being championship contenders, and so the Bulls. Um, Look at the Heat. They were very busy. Get Kyle Lowry via sign trade. Resigned Jimmy Butler. Signed Duncan Robinson on a five-year, $90 million contract. Uh, the highest contract for an undrafted player, I believe. And so, yeah, the Heat are there, right there. You, you kind of expected this, though. Pat Riley, he doesn't really play when it comes to championships. He's a winner, having Eric Spolstra. And after the way their season ended, you kind of figured they were going to make some type of move to put themselves in a better position to win a championship. I think they did that. Uh, and then if you look at the Lakers as well, they, they load up on veterans. They really didn't have a choice. They were tied up in terms of cap space. Go sign Trevor Reza, sign three and D guy. You sign Wayne Ellington, sharpshooter. Carmelo Anthony, who can still play, can make shots, he can create plays for himself. Sign they bring back Dwight Howard. He was so I think he was very important to that championship team in twenty twenty, and they missed him last year. If you ask any Lakers fan, you'll say that they missed Dwight Howard. We missed Dwight Howard last season. We really did. Because we didn't really have any rip protection besides Anthony Davis. And that was a problem. Because the defense just, yeah. Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn. Smart, going, young. They After all those signing all those vets, they had to get some young guys in. Really important that they signed Taylor, re-signed Taylor Horton Tucker, Kendrick Nunn. Getting Russell Westbrook via trade, very big. Someone to be able to distribute the ball, even though it wasn't part of free agency. But it's still a big trade to get someone to be able to distribute the ball to LeBron, the AD. Guy who's, his motor is 100, it's like 120, 120 
percent all the time. He just guns and blazing. He's he's gonna go at you full speed every time. And so I definitely think the Lakers got better times. Some they got some shooters. Uh, probably need a little bit more defense. But one thing to count on is Frank Vogel, who's the defensive minded coach, is gonna find a way. For his team to play defense. You, know, you look on the other side with the Clippers. Uh, resign Kawhi. They bring back Reggie Jackson. They bring back Nicholas Batum. This Clippers team is going to team to watch out for. You definitely could have made a case that. Had, had Kawhi not got hurt. They probably would have been in the finals playing the Bucks. And with Tyler West, their coach. They're definitely a threat in the West. Now the thing is. Can the Clippers make it to the finals? We'll have to see with that healthy Western Conference with Jamal Murray coming back. The Lakers are healthy. You know, you know Utah is still a threat. And so I think I have to look at that. And the Suns are too, if you think about it. They re-signed Chris Paul. Resign campaign. They get JaVale McGee. A nice veteran center for them. Can rim protect. Who... Is as good of a team guy as you want on your team, and I just think the Suns are the Suns are in contention. They should have Mike Williams as their head coach. So, you know the West is definitely still tough. The East is gonna be tough too. So you mean so I have Brooklyn, we have Milwaukee. Uh, you know Sixers they get Andre Drummond. They resigned Danny Green. I think it's a good fit for them as long as he's making his threes, which you know can be a struggle. Witness that firsthand. We played for the Lakers. Uh, some games he's on, some games he's off. He missed, uh, missed the three that would have won us the finals in game five. We're not going to go down that road. Uh, the, the Knicks, they get Campbell Walker uh, after he. After he the him Oklahoma City agreed to a buyout, resigned Derrick Rose, uh, resigned Julius Randle, got him locked up. Resigned Alex Burks, so resigned Norris Noel. The Knicks are I think getting closer, but they're still missing that that star player really to who's going to take him to the championship contending level. They're not there yet, in my opinion. If you look at the Nets, they re-signed KD. Big. Have him locked up. He can sign it. Uh, his extension when he becomes eligible, which is tomorrow. You look at the Hawks. The, I think the Hawks did a great job of, one, but well, before for industry, they lock up Nate McMillan for, I think, was a four years. Then they give to sign Trey Young, which was huge. But I think even bigger was the fact that they were able to keep John Collins. John Collins was such a big piece to their champion to their Eastern Conference finals trip, and he I think he's a really good player. He's tough. He's physical. He can shoot. So having him back is key. Then look at the Warriors. They resigned staff. Now they have Andre Iguodala returning. The Warriors are a threat in the West too. So it was definitely. A very exciting free agency, for sure. There was a lot of movement, and that's what you want in free agency. And it's it's just going to be a great season. Southing guys in different teams, having the Bulls actually are going to you know 
be a team you can actually watch. They're going to be winning games. Uh, Billy Donovan has a nice group of guys to work with. Uh, you know, without Laurie Markkinen, he went out of Chicago. Uh, he really, I don't think he really fit for the Bulls necessarily. He was hurt and just never really worked. So it'll be interesting this season uh, how everything plays out. And now let's talk some football. Some Aaron Rodgers, to be specific. So, so while he was speaking to the press on Wednesday, Aaron said that his relationship with Packers GM Brian Gutekunst is a work in progress. And I, I think that is a very good sign that they're actually talking to each other, considering... Aaron really didn't really like Brian Gutekunst. He really didn't like the front office. It wasn't the players that he was mad at, really. It was the front office. And part of that was he didn't have really input into things they were doing, which is just ridiculous that you wouldn't have your your star quarterback have input on decisions that affect the team that he leads. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. But I think it's a good time for Packers fans that they're talking. I don't I don't think that means anything. I think that still means that Aaron Rodgers is eventually going to want out of Green Bay. But it's a good sign they're talking. He also reworked the deal where the 23 season of his contract is voided, making 2022 the final year of his contract. So I think that still Aaron still wants to leave Green Bay. But it's a good sign if you're a Packers fan that he's at least talking to Brian Kudekins and trying to make the effort to be, get a better relationship with him. You know, if you would you listen to the full clip, kind of, Aaron Rodgers sounds like he's never really met Brian Kudekins, even though he's been with the Packers for a pretty long time. So, while Aaron's been there. So, they just, Aaron probably just never really liked him and... You know, when he took over the GM job, it continued. So, at least he's making an effort. And then some other NFL news. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen has agreed to a six-year extension worth $258 million with 158 guaranteed per Adam Schefter. Um, it's good for Josh Allen. You heard that... Um, hearing that the there eventually at some point they were gonna halt contract extensions talk before week one of the season, so because you don't want to have your quarterback worrying about a contract and contract negotiations while playing in a season where the Bills are contenders in the AFC again. And Josh Allen showed that he's the right he is the right guy for the Bills and smart to lock him up now. So he knows that he is locked up. He doesn't have to worry about that. And he can play football freely. And great job by the Buffalo Bills. And they're going to be a threat as long as Josh Allen is their quarterback. And then tonight, USA Basketball will be playing France in the gold medal game. The game is at 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central on Peacock or NBC. The USA is looking for their fourth straight gold medal at the Olympic Games. Becoming and if they do that, if they win tonight in the gold medal game, they'll become the first team to ever win four four straight Olympic gold medals. That will be a very 
very high accomplishment for the USA. Meanwhile, France is looking for their first ever gold medal in the Olympic basketball games. So this should be an exciting game. Uh, in the group stage, USA and France were in the same group. France beat USA when everyone was panicking about USA, and rightfully so, because they weren't dominating the way they used to. And if you look at this uh, France team, the, the France team is really good. Have Rudy Gobert, Nicholas Batum, Evan Fournier. Well, I forgot Evan Fournier signed with the Knicks too. So definitely should be a good game tonight. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be talking about a lot of NFL with uh, preseason is coming up. College football is going to be here before you know it. We'll be playing games again. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. So have a good day, guys. Bye.